Hey, what's up? Oh, nothing. What's up with you? Not much. You're pretty. Thanks. I'm wearing a dress. Okay. Aren't you supposed to be in Vancouver? <laughs> no, that's next week. Oh, I thought it was the whole, I thought it was like the entire month of August. Uh, no, so I'm going to Banff in Alberta. Right. So not, I wasn't even in the right province. <laughs> uh, I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm driving to Toronto next Tuesday night, like after the town hall and then leaving Wednesday morning. So I okay. went there and then I'm staying until 31st and then I'm coming back to Toronto and then coming to see you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm there now. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was like, although I don't know why I thought that because I saw your pictures with Ray and Olivia and they're not in Alberta. No. <laughs> just the vibes, you know, hump day vibe. Oh. For sure. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to ignore that. <laughs> All right. I heard you have a lot to scream about today. I have a lot to say. I have a lot of stuff to say about movies and TV today. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in. Yeah. Um, First of all, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, you should be watching Ted Lasso. I've heard that. Um, yeah, it's so fucking good. It's so funny. It's so feels so good when you watch it. And like oh, it's like a soccer coach or something. Yeah, he he's in, he was originally an American football coach, like American, like actual American football. Mm-hmm. And then this woman who basically wants to like destroy her ex-husband's soccer club that she manages hires him to coach european football so soccer right um anyway it's so good and it's so funny and like i won't lie it makes you cry a little they get they have a couple tearjerkers in there they have a couple tearjerkers that's cute yeah it's really good so you have to watch ted lasso um second show that you have to watch (laughs) which everyone's like talking about ted lasso which it's well deserved and it deserves to be talked about yeah but i think the show mythic quest is getting enough hype i've never heard of that oh fucking hell it's so goddamn funny (laughs) so good so i started watching it because i re-watched all 14 seasons of it's always sunny in philadelphia okay and in that show um i forget the guy that plays dennis i forget his name but there's a guy in there who plays dennis and um one of the other actors plays mac played by rob how do you pronounce the last name? McElaney? McElaney? I think it's McElaney. Okay. They have two separate shows. So uh, the guy who plays Dennis is on a Netflix show called AP Bio, which is also really good. You should watch that too. And then <laughs> the guy who plays Rob is in the show called Mythic Quest that he like created with one of the other actors, Charlie. Okay. Maria, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's based off, you know, Ubisoft? Yeah. It's based off that. Like Ubisoft called rob and they were like we want you to make a show based off like what we do and he was like that sounds dumb i'm not gonna do that but then they're like they asked him to like just come see just come see what it is that we do with video games right so he was like whatever it's a free trip to montreal so he went and he walked in and he saw like this one guy who was dressed like head to toe in black with like rings everywhere and like holding a cane and he's like in his mid-30s so it was just like for the aesthetic yeah (laughs) and apparently just like that vision like 
gave him already the push that he needed. And then he asked the guy, he's like, what is it that you do? So the guy was like, I'm a creative, creative director. Right. I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) So the guy, he like paused for like a really long time for like dramatic effects. (laughs) And he was like, I'm a, I'm a creator of worlds. So then Rob walked out and he called his friend. He's like, yeah, we need to make this show. And it is so fucking funny. Like, you don't need to like video games to like the show. Because I play a lot of video games. It's kind of giving me... On Snap. <laughs> it's, it's kind of giving me, like, Silicon Valley vibes. I don't know if you've seen that, but... It's, I have not, but I know the general ambiance of the show. Yeah, it's, like, dorks at yeah. work. Being but fun. also, like... <laughs> It's dorks at work, hardcore, but the character he plays is so, such a narcissist, narcissistic asshat. Mm-hmm. Love him. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, it's hilarious. So, what's that on? Like, what's streaming? It's that's on, on Apple TV, but I can send you my sneaky link. Oh. <laughs> I just tried to wink at you and just blinked, but. I- I love that. I'll send you my little thing where I watch like everything now. Um, So I'll send you that. And then you should watch AP Bio on Netflix with with the other guy from It's Always Sunny Uh about this like Harvard professor um, who basically doesn't get the job that he wanted because he gets into like a fight with like an old man. So he gets kind of like kicked out of the academic world and he ends up being a high school teacher. Okay. AP bio and it's just like every he, the first episode he walks in and he's just like I'm not here to teach you biology I'm here so you can help me get revenge on like my rival so that's what the whole thing was about and it's so funny and ridiculous so those are three show recommendations for me to you god and those are on top of the book recommendations that I've not even tied yeah, those are on top of the book recommendations you but know, I feel like I've been with you for like tv to be fair I'm in the process of realizing I have ADHD. So that's probably a contributing factor. To yeah, which is also very fair. Yeah, the also reason why I have fair. not been able to execute on anything. Um, <laughs> I did finally start, I literally haven't watched TV in like new TV in like months and months and months. Um, but I did finally start Shit's Creek and I love it. It's so funny. Like, okay, I didn't realize you hadn't seen it until now so this is huge news to me <laughs> yes yeah that's crazy first, wow. viewing. first viewing i know okay so where where are you first of all in the show just so i don't spoil so, it season one um probably near the end of season one okay um and uh what's the sister's name alexis alexis yeah okay so she just broke up with ted because she doesn't want to get married and yeah. <laughs> um she learned to ride a bike and um uh I don't remember any of the characters names yet so Dan Levy he's starting to work at the like blouse boutique okay okay um, so maybe you're in season two. Oh, maybe I am in season two I haven't been like looking at the thing I'm just letting it autoplay like all day literally I think if she I think if she rode her bike that's season two okay when does Alexis ride her bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's two episode four yeah you're in season two um yeah it's been pretty funny so far and like it's it's like funny in a not even like a dry humor way I don't know how to <laughs> like it just like different 
and I really can see like Dan Levy's writing coming through like it's very I just really like it I really like the way that they approach things so mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested to see how it develops because I've also seen random episodes like, like at my scary. friend's houses and stuff yeah. like just playing in the background so I kind of know some things that happen but I don't want to remember them like trying to <laughs> repress those memories so who of the family is your favorite of the four of them um probably david or the dad oh uh, i just love eugene levy so yeah like, oh my god he's first for both of them are so handsome i feel like you yeah. did not get enough love no handsome department and also just like his comedic genius like he's so funny and i feel just in general acting wise his handsomeness like just not a lot of love is it just no, like- he's super underrated and i think like he has such a specific look and like charisma and yeah. like, the way he approaches things i don't know i just love him so yeah he's great. yeah for sure him um the sister, Alexis, is kind of annoying, but I also love her too. So it's like hard to tell. I get they're all good, you know. They're all yeah. good. Um, they're all so specific. They're all such specific people, except yeah. Tom. Yeah. So the dad, like yeah. except him, they're all so specific. I was saying to my friends, I was like, it sucks that like Shit's Creek found its footing in the pandemic, because like, yes, it was already doing well, but then like everyone was home and everyone started talking about it yeah and that's just it found its footing in because i was like imagine the halloween costumes that <laughs> come out of that you know what i mean like what, like moira's entire oh, wardrobe i'm always like that alone that alone i was like imagine if it had gained that kind of popularity without the pandemic and clubs were open yeah not moira's we would have seen oh, for, sure. <laughs> for sure for sure it's um I like it a lot. It's just very it's so funny. It's so simple too, but also very complex. Yeah. It, it's a very interesting combo. So, and yeah. I like. Have you have you seen Parks and Rec? Or uh, yeah, I've seen like a bunch of episodes. Yeah. What? It, it, regardless, even if you haven't, I just like the formula that they have in, in their comedy, which Dan Levy has spoken about a number of times. Which is like, like there's no like there's yes there's drama like things happen that the characters get into, but like. There's nothing to the point of that you're like, you're not enjoying yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're always in a good mood watching the show and you always feel joyful. And like, like even with the fact that Dan Levy is pansexual in the show, like it's like, no, there's no homophobia. You know what I mean? Like there's no race. It's just like, everyone just is. Exactly. Love it. I really, really liked that episode where like, um John was trying to like he got like stoned and he's like (laughs) Roland about uh like yeah I don't know it just was like very refreshing to see that approach in a show instead of making it an entire plot line or storyline it was just like nope this is what he is it's fine like people are you know people can be nice and normal and like most people are I really like Stevie and the dynamic between Stevie and um David is very like weird it's so weird they're so weird weird and funny yeah I I really like it I like all the characters obviously like Roland is so annoying (laughs) like I I actually didn't like him at the very beginning like those first three episodes I was like bro you're you're really it was like a bit 
Yeah, it was a bit like a overkill in the beginning, but I think it softens up as he's yeah. developing, which and is- his wife Jocelyn is like, I love her. She's so-, so she's so cute and like I like her energy. <laughs> she's weird. Everyone's weird. And I think that's yeah. why, like it's so funny to watch because you're just like, there's actually people <laughs> exactly like this. Yeah. Like and we're like- all we're all we're all weird. You yeah. know, obviously the, the four of them, they're like the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. But like everyone around them, like they're weird, but it's also like very realistic because we're all probably like that and just don't <laughs> look at ourselves properly, you know? Yeah. So it's been funny. Um, I haven't watched a new show in forever. So I'm just like, I was watching it all day while I was working. And then last night I was like stoned to the bone watching it and like <laughs> crying. I, uh, cause my uncle gave me his TV from his apartment cause he's moving out and I, he knows that I'm moving and I don't have my own TV. So like now I just have a TV in my room, which I've never had before. Yeah. Uh, so I'm making use of that, which is fun for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shows I want to watch, like a lot. I need to start making a list, but I just like. I did that once. It's did just that with uh, TVs, movies, and books. <laughs> Honestly, because like if I don't, then I'm just gonna not do it, and yeah. I need to like. It's just overwhelming. I'm just <laughs> realizing all the weird things that I've noticed about myself in the last few years have just been like symptoms. <laughs> so I'm like, again, okay, that's that's great for me um but we'll see I have to still like make an appointment an official appointment with a doctor and like get diagnosed properly because I've literally just been bumming Adderall for my sister <laughs> yeah it's, uh, that's so you have to go to a psychiatrist right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You have to go get referred from my family doctor but it should be easy because like my sister brother and dad all have ADHD so it's like okay. really <laughs> yeah yeah, so that's exciting for me. I don't know. <laughs> it is exciting though. Like it's, it's no, but it is. Like I remember when I mean, I've I've been three times now to the psychiatrist because anyway, I'm not gonna get into that. But yeah. and it it is none. I understand what you're saying. It's not like the word isn't nice, but it's nice having a name and just like well, it's that thing's fault. <laughs> It's like being able to conceptualize all these yeah. things that I've noticed that I just thought were like personal f- flaws or like that I was yeah. using my edge or my touch. Like I remember feeling so, especially last year when like, I don't know, when I was in university, I didn't notice it as much. I just kind of like forced myself through it. Um, but like after graduating and then especially last year, I noticed just like losing my train of thought all the time like in conversations like even the odd when we're on the podcast I'll be like saying a sentence and then I'll just like it'll turn into nothing yeah um, or like not being able to like put together what I'm trying to say fast enough like in a conversation I'm and that's why I'm so quiet a lot of the time it's like it's not it's not like connecting so yeah and also a lot of my like social stuffs just like I'm like oh when I have medicine, <laughs> I'm completely normal. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's weird though that you always say you're quiet. I don't find you quiet. Well, not with you. And I also, like, <laughs> also, no lie, I agreed to this podcast to force myself to like retrain myself to be able to talk. 
I mean, yeah. that's the only reason, but it was an underlying reason. I was like, no, you, you can't just say no because you're scared that you're going to forget how to speak. Like that was like <laughs> genuinely my fear. I was like, what if I just like can't talk? Like it's so <laughs> Um, But yeah, like I'm not quiet. I just ponder like way too much mm-hmm. on what I, what I should say. Or like if I become cognizant of my thoughts, I'm like, wait, okay, now I have to like think before I speak. And if I don't think before I speak, it's like I'm the creating the thought as it's coming out. And then if my thought train of thought it goes, then I'm just like stop in the middle. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm like happy, but I'm also nervous to be like to get medication and have to like have a routine and all of that. But yeah. I feel like this is a very much like a growth term in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Lots happening, lots of good stuff happening, lots of changes. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not quiet. Uh, rising Leo, so whatever. You want to hear a funny story about that? <laughs> like the ri- the moon and the rising. And the yeah. So, so you know those memes? I don't really know if they're movies. I guess they're more like games, like on Twitter. Is that like, it's like your big three and it's from different shows and you like tag the ones that you are? Yeah. So I did not understand that you're supposed to be three, like three different things. <laughs> so yeah. you I didn't was understand that? down to the cancer Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm all these things. And it was always just like pure chaos. So I was like, that tracks. Yeah. And then I had like done two of them and my friend had to like DM me. She's like, you're doing it. She's like, stop. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're doing it so wrong. You should like send me the test or whatever. It was so embarrassing. I was like, I just thought this was like a fun little like. So what is what is your big three? So I don't even know by heart. Hold on. Your son is a cancer, obviously. Yeah, I'm a I'm a cancer son. Um, here we go. And then my I'm a Leo Moon. Oh. And then a Gemini Rising. Oh. Which. Hold on, I think I commented about how that actually really. Gemini rising makes you think it fits it kind of makes sense because you like do you have the sense of duality in your like personality and who you are and and Gemini is kind of like at least when I'm perceiving you I'm like there's so many different Alicia's of the day you know what I mean yeah, that's true <laughs> and like the rising I was in the car, was in the car with my friend yesterday we were talking about like personalities mm-hmm she she says something that you say a lot I was with Clarissa in the car yeah and um I was uh <laughs> she says something that you often say which is like that she doesn't have a personality yeah she's too old to care about having a personality and then I was like I was like I also don't have a personality but just because like I've never created one and I just take it from shows that I'm watching <laughs> you have no because you have so many personalities yeah <laughs> but okay yeah so I I, I looked up um cancer sun gemini rising and leo moon mm-hmm. and i i said that they make me sound a lot more stable than i than i actually stable <laughs> stable stable and gemini no, not cancer no no this wasn't count this wasn't counting cancer the leo moon and the gemini rising was okay. very calm and like <laughs> actually the leo moon was it did say you're prone to outbursts but it followed up with spontaneous glee and i was like i feel like the outbursts that i have are almost never in spontaneous glee. But then on the other hand, I do have like, I feel like my moods is either 
I don't have in-betweens. I feel like if I'm really happy about something, I'm on the furthest end. And then if I'm depressed, I'm on the furthest end. Yep. But I'm not bipolar because I went to see a psychiatrist and I'm not bipolar. But my friend who is bipolar, he was like, it seems like you are. And I was like, well, apparently I'm not. And I don't know, but. I just think you are very passionate about things. And so you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. You usually don't feel neutral about anything. And I don't think that's like a bipolar yeah. tendency. I think. But yeah, I mean, I don't really know what Leo, what the Leo stuff is. It was, moon. was it? it was. Like, I think it's like your inner, I don't remember. I have an app too. Leo, okay, if this is, if Leo is your moon sign, which that's my moon sign, you're generous, proud, loyal, and an adventurer at heart. I am, I don't want it to my own horn, but I am loyal and I am proud. I have too much pride, it gets in the way. Leo is big on romancing and being romance, perhaps more than all the other signs. That's true too. Cancer, we're not gonna, we don't even need to touch, Gemini. <laughs> Uh, you are likely to approach life with a genuine sense of inquisitiveness. You're gifted with a natural sense of curiosity and desire to understand how people or things work. This is primarily concerned with finding connections. I just feel like they make me sound a lot nicer than I feel like I am, but apparently. No, you're super, you're super nice. I don't know why, why do you have that idea <laughs> in your mind? <laughs> I don't know why I have that idea either, but I do. And even my other friend, she was like, you... <laughs> She's like, why do you think you're so mean? And I was like, I don't know. I think you're really harsh on my your, family. <laughs> I think you're really harsh on yourself. And so you think that you have that same take on other people, but I've like literally never seen you tweet anything chaotic about other people, like in a negative light. You're always like trying to find the balance of like, we're both very similar in that way where we don't <laughs> like to like attack people really. We like to be like, well, this side and there's this side, you know? So yeah. I don't feel like you're mean at all. I do see the Gemini, the Gemini rising. Oh. I like that. Where'd you just go? What do you mean? You just, my computer, you're back now, but my computer's being like black, straight up oh. black out. <laughs> you know, we haven't had tech problems in a while, so it's about time. Yeah, we had to have one. A little, throw okay. a little blip in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are your big three? So I'm a Pisces sun, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> dream world like lost in my fantasy all the time super emotional creative etc um rising leo so like how people perceive me is like very confident and fun and like lively serving taylor sakellis energy <laughs> at times and then uh libra moon which i like don't really know much about libra except that it's like always trying to like find the balance within so that kind of does make sense for yeah, me that's the is that the judgment right yeah, that's like the. Yeah, let me yeah. see. Libra, you said Libra Moon. Libra means they will do whatever is necessary to maintain it. The moon We're reading the same thing. <laughs> the moon represents your creativity and emotions. For Librans, that often involves finding peace and harmony. As social people, this often means finding a lifelong partner. It's cute. That's just right. <laughs> it actually feels super accurate. I am always trying to find like the right balance between things and like especially with my personality, like trying to pull out everything that I like about myself and like keep them all in, in check and in line. So I don't really identify with uh, Leo rising because I don't perceive myself 
the way that other people perceive me, obviously. Yeah, which I think that, I think that was, I think that's my issue also with the big three is that like, I do perceive myself as a cancer because in my own eyes, I'm like emotional, imaginative and temperamental. Yeah. In, in all, and when I say temperamental, I don't just mean anger. I mean like in every emotion, it comes out like as a, <laughs> as an outburst. Right. And I, and, and yeah, I'm very sensitive and like, I don't like reality. So like, I can only see myself that way. So I guess with the other big three people, I guess that's maybe what they also see that we can't see in ourselves. Maybe I don't really yeah. know. Well, because we can't really perceive ourselves the way other, we can never perceive yeah. ourselves the way other people perceive us. So it makes sense that like, yeah. we wouldn't necessarily identify with our rising sign. Cause like, that's what, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, and most people say, when I say like, oh, I'm kind of shy, I'm kind of quiet. And people are like, okay, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's because I feel like inside I am, but then yeah. I feel like, I feel like I overcorrect when I'm in social situations. So I'm, I, I am like louder and talkative and like trying to be like that bitch at all times. <laughs> um, but that's also why personality quizzes are so funny because like, I feel, and I did this with my, with my friend, like I, we both answered it on our own answering it ourselves and then we answered it for each other to see mm. like it, how the answers change and they did change quite a bit and so it's funny how like yeah it's just funny how we how we look in the mirror or even how like I see my friend Clarissa mm -hmm. like I always tell her that she's like the most beautiful person in the world like she can't even ask my opinion on things because I'll just <laughs> I'll just always say good things so if she if she wants to know if something looks bad I'll, I'll never say it because it's yeah. impossible for me to think that right and it is like I, it's, it's so hard for me to say like oh that doesn't look good because she just always looks good to me yeah like, she'll see herself differently right as as we all do so it's just like it's yeah it's just like interesting I guess it is super interesting and it's like I don't think astrology is real per se but I think that like when you identify with your signs it kind of like tells you something about yourself too, which is fun. Yeah. It's like a lot of- I'm hardcore a cancer. Like, oh, you totally <laughs> are. I wasn't gonna skip, but you're literally like a cancer to a T. And also yeah. just to say this, everyone important in my life, except one person is a water sign. So- oh, Interesting, interesting. Water sign gang. <laughs> literally all of my best friends are Pisces or cancers and pretty- Oh my God, all the guys that I've talked to are also Pisces. <laughs> That's so strange. Except, except Benjamin was, is, he didn't die. Benjamin. He's he who you're supposed to be with. He's a Taurus. Most, uh, how would you phrase that? Most compatible, compatible right? Most compatible. compatible sign for Pisces. But March, March Pisces, because we're built different. Oh, are there different? Okay. Because okay. there's February Pisces and there's March Pisces. Got it. I didn't know that <laughs> that they were that different. <laughs> they probably aren't. I'm just like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is interesting. This one is broken down. Interestingly. Okay. So for the most balance, it seems like you're most compatible with a Capricorn, a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. A cancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, those are your like your big three. Those are your biggest three. So that makes sense. 
Scorpios are very, those are pretty intense signs, right? Scorpios like, are, are pretty intense. Are the devil. Right. And I will not be elaborating. But they simply are. In the in a good way and also in a bad way. But if you okay, so if you don't find any one of those, apparently Pisces and Taurus can also be good. Like the highest two is compatibility and sex, and then communication is just a little behind. <laughs> I mean, compatibility is, wouldn't that include those? All I think it means like personality, like personality wise. Oh, okay. Vibing. Um, but yeah, can, like I said, it's for you. You should look for Cancers, Scorpio, and Capricorn. Capricorns are a little bossy though, so. I am talking to a Capricorn. We're going on a date tonight. <laughs> oh yeah? Is he bossy? Do you know? He's not, um, but he, it, like we do get along really well and have really Okay, fun. nice. So. According to this chart, you like you're you should be good for all three. <laughs> Love that. Love that for me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what about you? Who's your most compatible? My I mean, most compatible? Cancer, so also Pisces is on there. Yeah, so also Pisces. So most compatible. Also, I just want to say, like, nobody gives a fuck about Pisces. They're always just like, oh <laughs> in airheads, like just lost in their dreamland. Yeah, we are but we're the backbone. But like, so am I. Oh my God, most compatible, cancer and cancer. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> so it's either a Taurus again, another cancer, a Virgo, Ooh. a Scorpio or Pisces. So I have a lot more, I think it's because I'm so needy. So I have a lot more. <laughs> Cancers are so needy because we like, we're so in our dream world that we need someone to pull us out of it. So I think yeah. it just pairs you with literally anyone who would do that. <laughs> that tracks, that tracks. And that also tracks for Pisces being paired with Scorpios or Capricorns. Yeah. Like yeah, because Virgos are, Virgos and Scorpios are very, I mean, I think Scorpios are a bit more intense, but Virgos are more- uh, Well, Olivia's a Virgo, like to the T. Olivia's a Virgo, interesting, oh, yeah. interesting. You got big Virgos. I feel like Virgos are more grounded. Than... Oh, we're like, so grounded in reality and like very real yeah. real as yeah realistic realists realists, realists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's like realisms <laughs> so stupid i did sleep like two minutes today so that's okay yeah um that's so funny because I, I didn't i literally have never given a flying f about astrology when i was a kid like when we were in like grade five or six we learned like our birth animal for like the Chinese New Year thing. Yeah, that's true. Honor, sorry. And then we also learned like astrology. So that was the only time I was interested. And then recently, honestly, when I started, when I became friends with Olivia, she was like kind of into it. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about, like I hadn't thought about like being a Pisces in ages. And then like, mm -hmm. just from there, it snowballed ironically, but now it's not ironic. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I literally, my entire like Instagram feed is just like Pisces memes. I'm like, oh, cringe. <laughs> but, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think it it's fun. fun. Like every, especially with this TV thing that, and mo or movie or whatever that's going around, like those games, it's so much fun too. And yeah. the worst part is that like, <laughs> is that with these like screen caps, I'm like, fuck, these are on the nose. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, this is too specific how do they know like most of the time it's like that could be generalized to like anybody but mm -hmm. sometimes yeah it's just like crazy 
I do like it though. I also like that like, yeah, all of the people that I care about pretty much are like water signs. I'm like meant to be like, it gives purpose to things that are clearly like not, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to work out that way, but like, yeah, I like to believe it. Sprinkle some magic. Yeah. Believe in whatever you want. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah. It's also like fun to get tattoos about your astrology signs or like inspired by or like reading up on the lore you know it's cool it's fun yeah for sure speaking of things though that did hurt my feelings okay um green knight sucks um that hurts my feelings and i would love to know why I like, probably i'll give a spoiler free well now that you, you watch it, it now that you said it sucked i'm not gonna watch it okay so i don't have to give a spoiler free review mm, you might if someone's listening to this <laughs> I don't have to give a spoiler for you. <laughs> Nobody's watching this. <laughs> okay. Um, so have you ever have you ever read or do you know a little bit about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? No. Do you kind of know what it is? Okay, so just a little recap. It is about a potential knight, basically, who uh, goes on a quest to to fulfill his destiny and to it's all about justice and all that stuff because basically what happens is is that like there's like a game that is played and if he however he strikes his opponent in a year's time the opponent will strike him back the same way so to a smart person that means oh i'm gonna like tick you on the hand because whatever but instead the guy was like oh i chopped off his head (laughs) right so it's about owning up to like the decisions that you make Okay. Um, and it, he's like the not the stepson, he's the um step nephew, I guess, of King Arthur. Okay. Okay. So all the Arthur Arthurian legends are like super, you know, uh they're grand and full of fantasy and beautiful dialogue and magic, you know, it's like they're beautiful, beautiful stories. They're so beautiful. And I'll admit that there have been some takes on the King Arthur stories. I've not been the best, you know, in terms of movies or shows or whatever, but like, on the other hand, it it is King Arthur and it is a legend that people don't know if it existed or not. So you could kind of do whatever you want with it, right? Like you can make it as like cinematic or as unbelievable as you want, or you can take like, a smaller approach. And I knew going into the Green Knight that it was going to be a smaller approach because it's an A24 movie. So it's a lot more art, a lot more indie, you know what I mean? But I knew, I knew that. I knew A24 was doing it. But Maria, my God. <laughs> the move, first of all, it's the movie started at 7.15. We got out of there at 9.30, okay? That's a long movie. That is very long. That's a long movie. And nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. And like in the tale, there's like, he, yes, it's a long journey and it's a quest. So he like, he walks for a long time. I get it. Like it's a pro situation where it takes a long time to get from point A to point B. Right. Like on that quest, things happen. Right. <laughs> he gets into fights and stuff. Like it's more than just him, like on his fucking horse, like shit goes down. You have this random thing with a ghost. And I was like, okay, don't know why this is there. Don't know what the symbolism of this is supposed to be. Besides the fact that she had her head chopped off, which is like his, what's supposed to happen to him. But even then I was like, 
I don't know why we're here. And then there's like this thing with these kids and like the kids steal like his armor and his sword and shit. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and then that was it. And then the rest of the time you have to wait for him to get to the castle, which he, he, when he gets to the castle, you're, I start to think to myself, okay, this is at least the good part, right? Like he's supposed to, he's supposed to be with this couple for like a couple days and it's supposed to, again, test his knighthood and all this stuff. And if I could be misremembering, but I also feel like I'm not because I remember getting really upset about it while watching the movie. So I don't think I'm misremembering. Okay. That in the tale, he's there for a couple of days and there's like three or more tests that he does. And in this one, there was just the fucking one. And then he leaves again and he's by himself again. And I was like, I, was like, I can't do this anymore. I need someone to say words. Yeah. He- he literally has like almost no lines in the movie so like just straight up just like riding his horse it's straight up the beginning with king arthur and uh the knights and like the little the beginning of the game so you know what's supposed to happen which is maybe 20 30 minutes but again he also still doesn't have that much dialogue and then for like a whole fucking hour and a half you're just watching him climb a mountain and that is the part i hated most about lord of the rings is frodo and sam climbing the fucking mountain yeah <laughs> i was like nothing is happening mm-hmm. and, and everybody felt that way everybody yeah. hated their parts i literally yeah. to this day skip those parts in the movies yes i don't care and also because like i think when things don't happen in a book i don't mind it because in a book there's words so you can make it into a thought experiment so he's just climbing a mountain. It doesn't matter because in his head, so much more is happening. Yeah. So you're not, fo- you're not even focused on the fact that he's doing nothing because yeah. you're about his thoughts. So I like that stuff in books, but when it's just silence for like an hour, that was all it was. That was all it was. Did you like feel like they were trying to do something specific with that approach or what did it just feel like a fail? I don't. I don't really know what they were trying to do besides making an A24 movie. That's how I felt. Like, I just felt, I was like, in my opinion, they took something that, I don't think it can't be artsy because art is so subjective, but I find that they tried to make it too much like an A24 indie film. And I was like, the Arthurian legends are, it's fucking fantasy. There's like witches and shit. Like what do you actually happen? Yeah. in the last little bit they like he has kind of like this premonition of like how his life could be if he doesn't go through the quest mm-hmm. and this battle scene and I, I was like finally we're gonna get like some action and it just cuts to like his son dying and I was like that's it oh my god <laughs> you can see how the son dies fortressly <laughs> boring yeah and then like in in the in the tale the green knight reveals himself to be the lord from the castle of where he did his previous tests. Okay. In this movie, it's just like the Green Knight smiles at him and then it ends. <laughs> what the fuck? And you went to the theater to see it? I went to the theater to see it because I was like, I had such high expectations because I love, even though I know some movies get a bad rep when it comes to the Arthur legends, I always enjoy them because I love those tales. Like I purposely took courses I knew would focus on those tales because I love them. I love watching movies about them. I love yeah. reading about them. I love even reading like essays about them. Like I love 
that whole thing. And like, even if the movie is garbage, it's usually at least like action packed and like- Yeah, like a lot of people give Guy Ritchie's take a hard time with Charlie Hunnam. Um, yeah. The King Arthur movie, but I still enjoy it because I'm like, it's it's king, you can do whatever you want in, with King Arthur and you can make the battle as ridiculous as you want because it's fucking- Like the one with Clive Owen, King Arthur. Oh, that's a good one. That is a fire movie, but good one. like the thing about that movie too is like the pacing was very slow tempo, right? Like it wasn't like yes. action packed and crazy, but it, it there was a lot going on and there was, yes. some, it was a very rich film. So you didn't feel bored at all. Yeah, thing, things are happening. Yeah. And Merlin appears in, in The Green Knight and he says not one word. And I was like, how dare you put Merlin <laughs> in your movie? And all he does is nod at King Arthur. Just a prop, just a prop. Yeah, I was like, this is just disrespectful. Like it's disrespectful to Merlin. Yeah. And anyway, obviously like the, in terms of cinematography, it's beautiful. Like it's an A24 movie. So the shots are gorgeous. The score is fucking incredible. Naturally, yeah. But like- Yeah, like all that stuff is on point and like the acting is great. But my God, my God. Lacking <laughs> plot line, eh? Fucking hell. Jesus. I literally, this has never that happened to sucks me. sucks too. I like... closed for a second. And that doesn't happen to me ever. Yeah. So. Like, and Dev Patel is a sweet, sweet angel. So. He is. That sucks. What a waste. It, yeah. For me, it felt like a waste. Like, he did a lot without dialogue, which I think shows how, how good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. And does is he a treat to look at, especially in a knight uniform? Hell yes. Yeah. I was just like, well, imagine if he had dialogue and he was like doing something. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> like, this. Was, I, mean, uh, I pretty much have loved every single H four movie that I've ever seen. Same though. Oh, so I'm kind of bummed. Even if I didn't like love it, I still liked it. Like A twenty four movies. Have you seen um, Ghost Story? I don't know mm-hmm. if it's A two four, but it's like an art movie. It's kind of giving me the same vibe as. This. Oh, you told me about this. So I have it. Yeah, like this. I can't remember. Yeah, I think the husband passes away, and like his ghost is just like watching his wife grieve in the house, and like eventually she starts to see the ghost. But it's literally like a ghost in a sheet, like that type of ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a lot of like long scenes of nothingness. It's a good commentary on like grief, I guess, but mm-hmm. it was so boring to watch. Like Ben was like, wow, that was so good. I'm like, yeah, okay. Just cause it's A24 or whatever. <laughs> I forget who the director was, but I was like, just because it's XYZ doesn't mean it was really good. It was like such yeah. a horror. And like, as much as it was super artful and beautiful cinematography, great music, like it's a movie still has to have some punchiness. Yeah, just because I feel like, which maybe this is a hot take. Um, I'm trying to see if your movie's on there, but they have so many. Um, like just because it's an A24 movie doesn't mean it's fucking good. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like a, a, a ghost story, yeah, it is A24. Yeah, it was so boring. Good in some yes. moments. Sorry, what? It was great in some moments, but for the most part, I was just like, this is terrible. Yeah. I, I, I think I think all A24 movies are beautiful. I think they're all beautifully shot. Yeah. I think in terms of direction, they're all really well done. Um, 
but uh yeah jesus christ man. <laughs> I was so just, and you know what i was debating because i was like should i go see jungle cruise first or the green knight or should i not see jungle cruise at all i was spend six dollars on the green knight even though six dollars isn't a lot but whatever anyway so i so regret going to see the green knight i was like i should go on my gut and gone for the disney movie which never disappoints me <laughs> yeah because you know it's gonna be exactly what it looks like it's gonna be it's gonna look like Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt having a good time, which honestly I don't need Dwayne much. Dwayne Johnson of. playing the same role in the jungle again, and you know what? That's what the people want. Okay, it is what the people want. It is what the people want, and I know it's what the people want because these movies always do well because they're good family movies. And he just has screen charisma; like he's just undeniable. He he's just fun to watch. That smile. Yeah. He's a big character, like in real life and on on screen. Yeah. So it's like entertaining. You want to watch him? He, yeah. Like, I I can honestly say he's one of those actors I don't follow. Like I follow other actors, but like if he's in a movie, I'm like I'll probably watch it. He's in like fun movies. Like I I really like Jumanji, like the remake. Um, it's incredible. I loved that movie. Funny. Like, <laughs> so hilarious. I don't. I wasn't a huge fan of the second one, but like. No, first one's way better. Hilarious. And like, yeah. He just has that magic. He has movie yeah, magic yeah. that they talk about, you know? It's interesting. Because yeah. no, he's not really like, so funny. He doesn't have any sort of range, which I no. love and appreciate. Like, he doesn't need to. I'm exact. I was about to say, like, I'm not going to Dwayne Johnson for incredible range, the same way I'm not going to Vin Diesel for incredible range. I'm going there because I want to see him blow up a car. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see Johnson in a khaki button-up shirt, <laughs> a hat, <laughs> shorts, in a rainforest. That's what I want to see. So, yeah, that's hilarious. It's funny how like a movie like The Green Knight can be so beautiful and artful and well-made, but then like literally suck ass. And then yeah. something like I don't know, probably Jungle Cruise or whatever it's called, like pretty basic in terms of approach like cookie cutter but so much more entertaining and value given right yeah because at least like well, that's you go to see movies for the most part be entertained or be inspired or whatever well on the i looked at the green knight rotten tomatoes which i i rarely do rarely because i usually don't give a i don't give a fuck ever yeah um so the critics scored it really high at like 97 or 98 and the audience percentage is at like 57 yeah <laughs> I love when that happens because I want to know like where the critics are coming from when they're like maybe they're balancing all of the elements so yeah if the cinematography the score like the direction like all of that stuff is like yeah. nine out of ten or whatever then obviously the score is going to be way higher but like I don't know people go to spend their money and they want to see a good entertaining film worth a yeah. dollar also again like being a critic in general and I've been thinking about this for such a long time it must be so hard because like essentially what you say doesn't actually matter because it's still just your own opinion right yeah. like that's all it is even if you have because I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these film critics have de like degrees in film I'm sure obviously yeah clearly know what they're talking about but literally at the end of the day it doesn't matter right like yes it, I'm sure I'm sure in some cases it affects those to see the movies so yeah like a bad review can maybe hurt a movie but like there was like a there was like a, a couple months a few years ago where like 
actors and singers were like dissing critics for like not liking things. And it's like, well, they are allowed to not like it. It's their opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's, it's just like a weird profession. Time. I think right now it's a transitionary time to be a critic of anything, like a professional critic of anything, because people are so much more inclined to read user reviews about anything, whether yeah. it's a product or experience. So like, they're going to trust their fellow, you know, regular Joe over like some Hollywood reporter person who's like writing an official review. So yeah. unless you're like in the, maybe not in the industry, but like in the know about film and you respect those people who are writing critiques, like you're really just looking to see, is this worth my 10 bucks? No, okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Because also yeah. like a lot of these critics are coming from a, a, a that I, I may, I, I'm assuming, right? But like, I'm assuming that they're coming from a place where it's a more artsy approach to film. Yeah. And then, but again, that's so subjective because like, like there's, it's all art, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just, you don't like a certain kind of art maybe, but that doesn't make it bad just because you don't like it. Well, one of my favorite examples of like the tide shifting on a movie is Jennifer's Body. I don't know if you've yes. like really picked up on the, the renaissance of the Megan Fox renaissance. Yeah. First of all, we all knew it was coming. Yeah. The way she was disrespected, unacceptable. But yeah. it's so interesting because I remember when the movie came out and I thought it was gonna be like this like slasher, like hot girl movie, which is what they marketed as, marketed it as. But the person who wrote it, Diablo Cody, she they wrote um, Juno before that movie so like they are like an indie filmmaker with like really great storytelling skills and then like to have the marketing company take this really cool like different hilarious like feminist feminist like slasher and like market it as like hot cheerleader yeah demon like just amazing to see like the turnover now where like gen z is picking up on like the renaissance and being like oh my god this is like a cult film like this is amazing blah 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 and like the director and megan fox doing interviews and like talking about making a series about it and all that it's just so interesting <laughs> how like marketing or critiques or reviews or expectations in general like can make or break yeah of, of a piece of art it's just like it's like even if you try so hard to make something really amazing if the wrong person says the wrong or the right person says the wrong thing it's like well good luck yeah, yeah that sucks that sucks big time yeah yeah it's a very it's yeah it's it's interesting but then i'm like when some when some big people like this critics i'm like like who fuck who was it i don't remember it was so, it was a huge singer like really really huge i'm like honestly speaking like you like this critics response really doesn't matter like your your fans are still gonna buy your album yep just let them do their job they're allowed not to like it you know what they're i mean supposed to give their honest opinion exactly know? but it's, anyway, it's just like but it's but then on the artist hand on the artist side i understand their point of view because they're like they poured their heart and soul into this and you have the audacity to say that shit when they probably spent like hours and hours sweating and bleeding over this thing you know what i mean so it's so weird it's so weird because everyone's entitled to their own opinion, 1,000%, unless, obviously, unless you're being, like, a real dick about it. But then it's, like, <laughs> what is art? 
and who are we to decide if it's good or bad? And then it's like the artist should really be the only person who's saying whether or not they think what they did, like pointing out the flaws, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so I, think like, I, don't I don't think there's any right answer to be honest. Well, like, when you think about it, like a critique, to be a, crit- a critic is like not a real job. Like it was created probably to help the sales of things and then evolved yeah. to maybe like more cutthroat. But I think like there's critiques in every in every industry, in every capacity. Like you're always being critiqued by the people around you, whether you whether they vocalize it or not. So mm-hmm. like sorry, but if you're like a worldwide renowned star yeah people are going to judge your work because yeah. people also pay you a lot of money for your work and like yeah. that's i think that's kind of what you sign up for in a way obviously not but it is it is no, but yeah like you can't you can't you can't be upset if someone doesn't like it because like one person's taste doesn't match billions of other people to the t you know what i mean so like yeah, you, you you can't have that expectation, but it's just like, I don't know. It's I find it such an interesting field. And like I said, I usually don't look at Ron's mails. And even before I see a movie, I never look at reviews because I find I disagree so much with how people feel. I look at reviews after. But it's also what you said. I look more at the user reviews versus critics' reviews because I just find like, also I find like critics hate everything that isn't an A24 movie. So I'm just like, and I think like critics are coming from a very like almost academic perspective, like yeah. very professional industry standard perspective. And we're coming from a consumer perspective. So like, yeah. does it make sense to use a critic's take? I would actually argue that once you see a movie, that's when you read critiques to see other people's perspectives. Cause that's yeah. something I find really interesting is like, for example, after I saw Mother with like Jennifer uh, Lawrence, Lawrence. Uh, I had never read the Bible, so I didn't know what the fuck was going on in that movie. <laughs> and like, I don't know Bible stories. So I was just like, what the fuck is this movie about? Like, it was disturbing, but I don't know why. Like, I don't know. So I hated it when I first saw it. I thought that there were like very specific aspects that were very interesting and like callbacks and all that. Like, I thought it was well made, but I just didn't understand it at all. And mm-hmm. then I, after the movie, like my friend Emily was like, oh, that was like so good. It was so like, I totally like picked up on all those nuances. And I'm like, what? I was like, ah, she was like, yeah. It's like, but it was like a Bible story. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she was telling me, and I was like, oh, like <laughs> so much more context. And then later I was reading like reviews and stuff. And I was like, oh, so like my initial, usually first of all, I'm, I'm not perceptive when I watch movies. Like I'm barely perceptive in conversations. I can't remember things like so after for me to like really remember anything that happened in a nuanced respect in a movie is very difficult for me. Okay. So then like talking with people after gives me a better idea if it was actually good or not. Cause all I remember is like, did I enjoy the experience? Yeah. If not, I probably can't think of why. And if I did, I still probably can't think of why. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's just very, yeah. I love to read reviews and stuff afterwards and like, read like oh why xyz happened in such and such movie because i'm like oh i would never have got that on my own (laughs) well it's funny you say that because in the green knight if you didn't know this was a tale about one of 
the King Arthur, King Arthur's Knights, you don't fucking know who the king and queen are because they never say their name. Right. So if you go in there not knowing, you're like, oh, that's just an old king. And like Merlin doesn't speak, so you don't know who the fuck he is and why he's just standing there. That's so <laughs> weird. Like they don't say anyone's name really much. Yeah. Um, and even um, his mother is King Arthur's stepsister, which yes, they say, and her name is Morgan Lefay, Le I believe. Um, and she's, she's like a huge witch. She's like very powerful. And like, yes, they say she's a witch, but again, like they never say King Arthur's name. So if you don't know who this guy is, you don't know why either of those people are so important. <laughs> it's like, you have to do homework before watching. Yeah, like it's you, not, you have I, no idea who they are. That's not all. an ideal experience for a movie. No, and like in the tale, um, Morgan Le Fay, she like, she's the one who summons the Green Knight, but she doesn't like, as a plot to like hopefully scare the queen into death. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that doesn't get touched on at all. The queen is just like vibing and like <laughs> fine. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. I was like, literally, if you didn't read the tale, no one knows who these people are. Yeah. Like, that's really them. that's really bizarre. And all it kind of seems like a waste of a, a story. And probably will make people be like, this is a garbage story. Like, yeah. even though it's not. I felt that way. I was like, you took a beautiful tale, an ep- like an epic almost, yep. in terms of the Arthurian legends. It's like really well known and you turn it to shit. <laughs> yeah. That's like, at one point there was these giant naked ladies and, I was, and one of them was breastfeeding and I was like, what's, what's the point of this? They were in like one scene for like five seconds yeah. and then you never see them again. And like nothing happens. He like asks them a question then the fox growls and then nothing happens and they're not there anymore. And I was like, what is the point of this? Have you read any reviews on it now? I've read some user reviews. Um, and for like for every person who liked it, they say in their tweet that a lot of the audience like walked out or like hated it. Like you heard them talking about how much they hated it at the end. Yeah. So just me, like a lot of people hated it. A lot of people. Yeah, I would be disappointed especially because of the hype that was around it and just like oh my god so much hype. casting was really good and it's a24 so like obviously people are expecting something very specific from them i don't know did you okay did you like eighth grade from bo burnham and h i saw it i'm trying to remember who's in it it's like that she was just some random kid yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah, okay, yes, I remember now. The poster reminded me. Um, that is um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it was, it was good. I'm trying. Um, but then I was talking to some other people. Like, I was talking to Avery, and she was like, I hated it with a passion. Oh, really? I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. I didn't love it, but I, I oh, liked it. It was like, I think it's because I had my own cringy experiences exactly in the way that she did, like the character. Mm-hmm. And like reliving it, like gave me like goosebumps <laughs> and like made me cringe so hard. And I've never had like a visceral reaction to a movie like that. <laughs> but it's very memorable. But yeah, some of my favorite movies are from H four, like Hereditary and they have good yeah. movies. But so yeah, that's like, like uh, so much more disappointing than Good Time. I think is an H four movie. Oh yeah, Rob, that was fucking good. 
Lady Bird, really good. The Lighthouse fucking blew me away to shreds, ripped my entire body apart. Moonlight was really good. Of those yet. What, you, oh, The Lighthouse though, it's like fucked up. Yeah, I heard it's like crazy. Also, if you're not paying attention, like we were saying that we were in the movie theater, mm-hmm. like we still felt like we missed stuff, even though you're watching. Right. When it was over, my, Clarissa and I just looked at each other and we just were like, what the fuck? <laughs> we need to debrief. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it makes you think. It makes you think. It's fucked up how good that movie is. But yeah, it's really, really good that movie. But the A twenty eight two four has tons of great movies, but this just not didn't just didn't hit for me. Well, sorry. Uh, I'm sure they'll be releasing something amazing soon. I want Guy Ritchie now to do this movie <laughs> in his um, King Arthur. Yeah. Redemption. Probably enjoy it way more. <laughs> yeah, I never saw his his movie. I've only seen that one with Clive Owen and like that entire cast. Oh, yeah. Delicious. No, that that's that's like the probably my favorite King Arthur movie. Yeah, but I, I like. Here's a question. Guy Ritchie, a lot of shit, but I really like him as a director, so I enjoy his movies. Okay, that's fair. Maybe I'll give it a try. Did you like Troy? Okay, so. I knew this was going to have a complex answer. The movie is so disappointing. Okay. Do I like Brad Pitt being shirtless? Yes. His butt looks very so nice good. to see. His butt looks so good. Yeah. Are the battles fun to watch? Yes. Mm-hmm. They did that really well. The movie, though, in regards to the source material, is a travesty. <laughs> yeah. I figured as much. Yeah. So disappointing. If you like read the Iliad, and then watch Troy, you're like, wow, they just added stuff that wasn't even in there. Sort yeah. of Troy, that's not even a thing. It's not, Troy is just a place. <laughs> it's just yeah. a place to battle, that's it. <laughs> that's all it I is. feel like that was like some random Hollywood dude was like, heard the simplest form of the tale and was like, yeah, I'm making this. Yeah, oh man, so, <laughs> so bad. And like, I could see why it did well when it was released. But like, yeah, if, yeah. And also I think it did well with a particular kind of crowd, right? Like if you're, if you're a historian or a classist or what, not a classist, but <laughs> someone, someone into the classics. Yeah. And say like, you won't, I don't think you could end up liking that movie even a little. Right. That being said, if it's on, I won't turn it off. Cause I mean, battle scenes are good. And like, like I said, Brad Pitt's the, hot. So. The whole cast is sexy. For sure. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, but yeah, as a movie based on like source material that they could have made more accurate. Yeah. And because the problem is that like, I always separate like, right? Like I always separate Harry Potter books from movies. But for when it comes to these like epic tales, it's like, you only have one story to work with. How are you fucking it up this bad? Yeah. Yeah. way that you could go. And like, the original material is really excellent and rich. Yeah. And like, and it's just, cherry, it's also cherry dense. Yeah, like, exactly. So you can cherry pick what you want to include, but it's like, why stray from something that's already really good? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people have beef with Harry Potter because they left out a lot, but also, like, realistically, you cannot fit every single detail into the movies. Would I like that? Because then I get to watch four hours of each film. Yes, but realistically, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Again, with these tales, it's like, 
it's one tail. So even if you leave stuff out, you can still pack all the major points in and not make it shitty, but you still manage to make it shitty. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's a special talent of Hollywood. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> that alone, they deserve all the money that they got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, no, when it comes to Harry Potter, like, know, like knowing all the information from the book enriches the film experience because you can kind of like infer mm-hmm. the information as you're watching it. Like that's how I view it anyway. But then I'm like, if I didn't know all this extra stuff, I don't know that I would like Harry Potter as much as I do. Like if I only saw the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like I think about that a lot. Like if I didn't read X book, would I like the movie as much as I do? Because like it gives you that background context Mm. to place the movie in, right? Yeah, that's a good point. But I don't know. You know what's crazy? We're already up. Our our hour is already up. Well, anger can do that to me. It really just makes time. (laughs) you know what though i think um this conversation was very buttery smooth and uh that does indicate to me that our season two of this podcast is going to have more <laughs> media focus so and that means i'm gonna have to start watching movies and tv shows so yeah that's gonna be your homework i'll be fine <laughs> it'll, be like book, it'll be like a book club except for it's a movie club because yeah, books take longer we can't we can't do that i can't ourselves. be no you can't depend on me to read a book i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry but it's you see those this right here it's the same six books i've had for the past <laughs> i actually know one of the covers just by looking at the side the black and red one is that the night circus yes i'm so fucking good <laughs> damn and golden sun still half red in the middle yeah right, i see it right there the black and yellow yeah crazy shit yeah, i'll get through it Soon I'll have my own home library, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, what episode is this? 22? I think so. Sure. I don't know. Probably. Probably. I literally posted the episode before this, like, after. After And after me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, clearly I'm on the ball. I'm doing great. (laughs) Anyway, if anyone's listening, which I hope they are, but I know they're not, we love you. To be fair, we haven't we haven't been posting. I I dropped the ball on Instagram and I haven't been posting there. Once oh, you put be, one, I'll put all three in a row. <laughs> to be fair, you're the only one out of both of us that was ever posting on Instagram. So I know, but I took it upon myself. So once you post this one, I'll post all three in a row to guess. <laughs> I don't even think I have to edit this episode. It's just fire, pure pure fire. Yeah, on yeah. Leave the black screen in. That that yeah. was an interesting plot twist. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> All right, I'll see ya. Peace out. Bye.